Hey, what's up, movie fans? This is Rich McCainy in Britain, and um, Anchor, we're going to do an interview. This is going to be a podcast. We are going live on Facebook, so if you'll just hold on with me just a second. I'm about to start that broadcast and get this party started. Hey, what's up, movie fans? This is the Movie Fan Podcast, episode number five. You're here with Britton Dowers and Richard McCainy. I know what the business is. Man, we are going. We, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to try to keep this short, normally around 30 minutes or less. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man, obviously. Just have some news drop about um, Daniel Craig. Got a trailer to talk about. Uh, movies that's coming out next week. Uh, Valerian, uh, City of a Thousand Planets. A lot of stuff going on here. We'll go ahead and get this thing popping. Okay, Spider-Man. Real quick, for those of you who don't know, Spider-Man. About a kid who got bit by a spider. He's got superpowers, okay? He was on Civil War. This movie was good. I liked it. Britain, I had a really good time with this movie. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And basically, this kind of picks, this movie picks up with Spider-Man after the events of Civil War. And he's kind of in the middle of waiting for, you know, Happy or Iron Man or the Avengers to reach back out to him to do a big mission. And in the meantime, he's just busy being a high school student and fighting the local crime, like, you know, car robbers and things like that. Britton, tell me what you thought about this movie. I I love this movie. It's one of the best superhero films. I think it would easily make in my top 10, actually, overall of, of all time. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Can't wait to go out and see it again. Uh, the... The action is top-notch. The The high school coming-of-age story is nearly pitch-perfect. They combine both of those genres almost, I mean, just almost dang near perfectly to, to have. And then Tom Holland was just the icing on the cake of how he's actually a believable high schooler, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Toby Meyer, a little bit older, didn't really necessarily believe him as an high schooler, and then Andrew Garfield either. But I think both of those, you know, they were good Spider-Man, I think, I think Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man. He encompasses that persona so well of being just a nerdy, nerdy kid, um, then just being an earnest superhero, and then also just those little quips that he delivers while Spider-Man are, it is just awesome. I, I love this movie. Can't recommend it enough. If people are kind of like, oh, another Spider-Man film, give this a chance. I mean, I, it obviously, a lot of people have given it a chance. It, it made yeah. $170 million this weekend, yeah. so... Obviously, a lot of people have gone out and saw it and seen it, but if you're a little, if you're still hesitant, like oh, I don't want to go see another Spider-Man movie, give it a shot. It's well worth it. Watch it. It's a good time at the movies, and not to mention this is this bleeds right into um, the Marvel universe. I mean, and it does a really good job of not focusing on the Marvel universe and still focusing on Spider-Man, but bleeding it in very well. Now, one of the things I like most about this and as far as the top 10, I'd have to really sit down and think about my top 10. Um, as much fun as I had it is, I have to be honest, I might have overhyped this movie a little bit too much in my head because I expected a little bit more. Now, you mentioned the action, and I liked the action, but there wasn't a scene in here that gave me like like this goosebumps, like overexcited scene, like let's say from Civil War, like when I've seen that, or scenes from um, Captain America Winter Soldier, or when I watched Wonder Woman. Like, there were scenes in that that stick out very vividly in my head, which was just like, oh, wow, it was so awesome, gave me chills, got me really excited. I can't 
I can't think of any off the top of my head that really did that for me in this movie. And I and I said this in my little review on Anchor earlier, which was I did have some problems with it. And there was one scene without getting into too many details where, look, Spider-Man is learning his skills. He's still learning his powers. And I love that. I love the fact that you got this 14-year-old boy who's out here trying to figure out how to fight crime. It's not like Batman. Like, man, Bat Batman is a detective. He knows how to handle stuff. He knows how to deduce and figure out stuff. Spider-Man's out here making mistakes. And I really enjoyed that element of this film. However, I did expect Spider-Man to be a little bit more crisp or smooth with some of his moves as he was fighting. And, like, I got that some of the times, but then sometimes it was like, he should have been... He should have been better at that scene. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because had I seen this movie first and realized, like, oh, I can keep learning how to be Spider-Man. He's still not, you know, because he's running and jumping house or building a building and he's maybe slipping or tripping or tearing up stuff in the process. I understand that. But when I just saw him in Civil War, which takes place before this, he was magnificent. I mean, he's fighting Winter Soldier, Ant-Man, um... Uh, Falcon, and he's handling his business, Captain America, and he's real smooth the way he's moving around and fighting most of the time. And so when I saw him not as crisp in this, sometimes it kind of bothered me. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really think about that. Um, that's a good point. Um, not that it was a huge problem. I was just no. wondering, because he was like banging, tearing up property in one scene. And I was like, he's better I than that. that. Yeah, but I took that as, so he's, he's out of his element in that that scene. So okay, he, he I can see that. Be in, he uses he used to be he used to be where he can has all these buildings that he can you know yeah you know, uses the, the swing through and everything. And he's out in the burbs. There's Got you. nothing. You're right. There. You're right. Just out of his element. So I kind of took that. And even at the airport, there was you know lots of stuff around that he could you know move around and fight and and, and fight on you know climb onto. But he, he he wasn't as smooth in this as he was. I mean, it definitely showed him more as a learn still learning to be a superhero um i like the scene on the truck uh not to get too many spoilers but where where they're the, one of the robbery scenes that they're that the vulture is going after stuff um after like, the that, truck or before the truck what do you mean like you mean actually on the truck or before truck, like that kind of, that whole action that sequence, whole thing uh, yeah, yeah i thought that was a good sequence uh the the fairy sequence that we see i thought that, that was, was good that was a, so it was a really cool action sequence, um, but not there wasn't. You're right. There wasn't anything that was just blown. No blow away action sequence. Um, it was. It would. I thought it was just good action. There's no, but there was, was nothing that was over the top. I mean, not even that Civil War is over the top, but there wasn't just this. You know, stamp. Well, there was a stamp. there was a level of excitement, like right. like oh my goodness, like 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 when. Winter Soldier punched him and like he caught it. It was like, dude, yeah. yeah, like to me that was just an awesome scene and there wasn't a ton of that in this. I don't know what I would have needed. You know, maybe seeing something I haven't seen him do before. I don't know. There was a there were some cool elements and I wanna talk about his suit and some of the things that went on with that, but then again I don't. So that was awesome. I'll say that. So for those of you who've seen it, you kinda know what I'm talking about with that. Now, the other element, is this the best Spider-Man villain that we've seen on screen. In Spider-Man movies? In Spider-Man movies. No, I'll still say Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 is better than... You than like him movie. better? I'll tell I you think, why. I, if not better, at least on... They're equal. If, okay. 
I still I haven't seen Spider Man. I haven't watched Spider Man two in a long time. I have to so. go. That's what I was just about to say. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that again. I have no interest to go back and watch any of those of the other ones, but I would have to see it again for the villain aspect to see. And I'll tell you why I was a big fan of this villain is because of how natural and realistic in this world that it seemed. Like it was like you were on board. Like it was just you know you picked up with them from the beginning basically and went all the way through natural progression you understand like his motives what he was doing like i was on board with what he was doing shoot to be honest with you they could have made a movie just following him around and like his kind of come up what he was doing i'd have been intrigued michael keaton did a fantastic job and it wasn't like it wasn't like a forced villain like you get in a lot of superhero movies when it's like okay iron man one we've got to get obadiah in this suit guess what i know how to operate this suit just as good as tony stark even though he had to go through a bunch of experiments and tweaks to get it to work it wasn't nothing like that because they had to fit it into the climax it just seemed pretty natural um yeah and i liked it it was for for this movie it seemed realistic and a good villain for this spider-man who's still coming into his own to deal with yeah bye now Next to Loki, I think he's the best Marvel cine- Marvel cinematic villain, hands down, in a movie. I think you've got Loki, and then you've got Vulture, uh, for for me, for for sure. Uh, I mean, he might even rival. Well, I don't want to say that. I, I, he, he's close to Loki. Now, overall, I think out of all Marvel villains that are in this universe, I think Purple Man from Jessica Jones still. Oh, is if you're going, if best. you're if you're going all that route, yeah, Purple Man was legit. Yeah, Purple so, Man on the Netflix series was legit. So. so, but he's but in the movies, Vulture's there, just like what you said. He's developed. You understand where he's coming from. All he wants to do is help his family, make make a buck to help his family. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you understand where he's coming from. Uh, you know, he and everything he does is is for his family. So you you kind of get that understanding. You you know, kind of like a Walter White from Breaking Bad. He right. was doing it doing it for his family. Uh, so it's. You know, kind of an anti—not really an anti. He's painted as clear as the villain, yeah. but you know, got that little. There's not like an evil, evil drive. Like I'm out here to cause mayhem or take over the world. I'm out here to get my little slice. That's why I say it was a good villain for this tone, which was, you know, Spider-Man's focusing on these little uh, neighborhood type deals, and this is not big enough for the Avengers to come deal with. But there's nobody else. Ain't no cop going to deal with Vulture. Right. It took Spider-Man. So there was there was a very good yin and yang. I enjoyed their battle. And you know what? That would have been one thing that could have gone over the top for me a little bit is maybe a, a fight sequence between them if he would have used his wings a little bit more in, in fighting him. Like, they could have done some awesome stuff with Spider-Man to give me that, oh, wow, I didn't know he could do that. Or that was a really awesome scene. And you know what? This is – how many freaking superhero movies do we got anyway? Like, how many Spider-Mans? Like, there's only so much – yeah. that they could have done. And I know they're saving. I know they're going to do some crazy stuff with Spider-Man later on because of what, you know, they allow him to be able to do. I don't know how to say it. his suit. His suit's awesome. Yeah. And so I know so. there's some really awesome stuff they're going to be able to do um, with that that I'm excited to see. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more in this one. But anyway, real quick then, we'll move on to our next topic. Is this the best? Spider-Man is the best, like, this is a Spider-Man. And now I know there's a debate for this because some people are absolutely in love with the Tobey Maguire. Andrew Garfield doesn't come up as much. Like, it, I, I was looking at comments, and it looks like it's either Tobey Maguire, 
it may be Tom Holland. I'm going in the route of Tom Holland in this Spider-Man from beginning to end, enjoyable, complete film, um, everything in between. But an argument could be made that Tobey Maguire's was better, at least the first one. So, movie-wise, if I'm going, if I'm ranking just like the movies, okay, um, I. I, like I said, I haven't seen Spider-Man 2 in a while, but I love Spider-Man 2. And I it, that one still might even be in my top ten. So I think okay. it's on par for me with Spider-Man 2. I thought that was an excellent like, – up, up until Dark Knight, that probably, I probably would have listed that as my favorite superhero. Oh, wow, you, that's really hot. And Fizzle didn't even touch it for me. Uh, you know, I, taking a look at, you know, nostalgia, super, the original Reef, Superman, that kind of stuff for just nostalgia, those might be ahead of it. Mm-hmm. But – that that I thought that was a great representation of a superhero struggle because you know what he went through in that movie and that journey, right. the hero's journey in that film in Spider-Man Two was really well done. All right. So that's my only hesitation was like I wanted I'll let this marinate for a while, but it's it's <laughs> on par with that as as a complete film on that level because I there is not much that I can complain about in Homecoming. There's things that I can nitpick. Right. Uh, like, you know, I think some of the call-outs they do were unnecessary. Like, okay, just let that sit. Don't, I don't need you to point that out. I got the joke. Don't point right. it out. To, you don't have to reveal that to me. Right. Or there was one scene uh, towards the end where, you know, the vil- a villain says something and Toby or uh, Tom, Spider-Man says something to the villain. And I'm like, okay, you didn't need to say that. That draw draw the unnecessary attention to a potential plot hole. Don't say that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, um, and then there's one emotional scene where I thought if they would have just left it alone and not said any, had not, no speech, if there was just him looking at something and then doing the action, that would have been that, you know, I think that would have been better and more emotionally impactful if there was no speech in that scene whatsoever. I don't want, I'm trying not to step around spoilers for that. Right. Well, I'm curious what scene you're talking about, which it's close to the very end. It's one of the most em- emotionally impactful scenes of the movie where he has to do something to, to overcome. Um, and there's a little voiceover narration, and he says something to himself to get him over the edge. To, oh, I got to do you. Something. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with so you. So I still thought that was a great moment in the movie. I still yeah. really love that in the movie, but I think if they would have not had the voiceover and they just would have had Went him with say it. something. Yeah. Don't did. point out the obvious. Treat us like we're a little bit smarter. We could pick up on it. Yeah. That, but there's that only happened a couple times in the film. I'm sure there's many Easter eggs because I'm not a huge. I don't. I haven't read very many of the actual. Com, I'm not an actual comic right, book so fan. I read them to the comic. I'm sure there's a bunch of Easter eggs that I didn't get at all. Loaded, and so, I'm waiting for Nate to. He's watching it right now, and he's gonna. He'll let me know because he's. He's the comic book guy. He'll he'll be like, oh, this 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 this. There'll be a, probably a thousand things that was in it that was cool. So. I mean, I got the one fan of this. Yeah, I, I caught the Easter egg with uh, with um, oh, what's his name, Donald Glover's character. There's a little Easter egg there uh, that they kind of that they mentioned. That's that's about one of the ones I only only ones I caught. Okay. But like I said, but those are my extremely small minor. Oh like, yeah. That's I mean, so it, it's almost nearly a nearly perfect film for me I mean, overall. I mean, just how well it showed you know the teenage drama, and then with merged with him being a superhero, I thought it played perfectly. Yep. I really did. They did good. It, it made you feel there was 
you felt you there were things that made you felt the struggle of a kid who wants to hang out with his friends, but he has a desire to fight crime. Yep. And you get you get that embodied pretty well. But that's enough to talk about Spider Man because if we keep talking about it much longer, we're most definitely getting into spoilers. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that and move on to the next topic. And we're gonna talk about a trailer. We'll switch gears completely and talk about Logan Lucky. I just saw the trailer for this literally before the show aired, and then I saw a small one the other day that kind of had me excited about it. Uh, Logan Lucky, about some West Virginia hicks. Um, but the Logans, they put a, they're just tired of their bad luck and everything coming down on them. Apparently, they have a curse about bad luck. Everything bad happens to them. And uh, Chetting Tatum decides enough is enough. And I guess that's his brother. Is Adam Driver. has got Adam Driver in it. And Daniel Craig is Adam Driver's brother probably. And anyway, they decide they're going to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway and for like $14 million. The thing that got me excited about this was it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, which is the same guy who did Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. And Ocean's 11 is one of my favorite movies ever. I absolutely love and adore Ocean's 11 all the way through. I don't care how many times that I've seen it. And I like heist films. This has a good set of humor, and it's not that stupid slapstick, I fall downstairs and, you know, crap my pants type of humor. It's a wittier, you know, seems like more thought-out humor. That's kind of stuff that I get down with. You saw the trailer, Britton. Are you um, are you as excited about the film as I am? I'm excited about it. Well, I'm way <laughs> excited for this film. I love Steven Soderbergh films. Um, I didn't necessarily care for 12 and, or Ocean's 12 and 13 as much. I mean, 11 is nearly... It nearly yeah. is a perfect film. I love that movie. Uh, just everything about it is is awesome. Uh, Soderbergh's work. If you know he, you know he said he was he was done directing films, so this is kind of his coming out of retirement party. So it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I mean, if you didn't catch his show on Cinemax called The Nick, oh man, that was a great television show. And it only went for three seasons or two two seasons, two or three. Does seasons. it wrap up? I can't yeah. start a season that doesn't have a wrap up. Uh, it kind of wraps up. I, I okay. Mean, so it, it's, you know, it's, it has Clive Owen in it, turn, set at the turn mm. of the century, uh, medical drama, um, you know, gruesome, brutal, and it has his, you know, Steven Soderbergh's flair for shooting because he shot all the, all the, you know, all the episodes. Nice. So it, it's a great, great series. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so this, this is right up my alley. I love Daniel Craig looks fantastic. Yes, he does, man. Oh. Goodness, all the just, accents because they're, yeah. they're treating these guys like they're done. And look, guys, let me go ahead and tell you right now. I'm from, not from, but I, I live here in Charlotte, and even before here, I'm still from a, like a hit town, right? So this is like my world. Man, they're they're making these guys like way over exaggerate the the country accent, and these guys are meant to be hicks. They got them hickish, but Daniel Craig, like you said, is yeah, great. Say, yeah, so I mean, like I'm from Oklahoma, so perfectly flows <laughs> right into some stereotypes that I'm, that I'm well aware of. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, you know, even living in Missouri now, that's oh, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah, falls right into some, some stereotypes they have for, and you know, there's a lot, there's a reason for, there are some stereotypes. So that, yep. that's, <laughs> they, they're going to fit them and I'm going to see it. And that might be one of the reasons why I'm excited because, you know, I've been to the Charlotte Speedway. Uh, they, you know, they filmed some of that here, obviously. I just, all around, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. And a good little heist film that gets away from everything taking place in the city. and But not so, you know, trailer parkish. 
I don't know, because, you know, Charlotte, you know, it's a, it's a big city, but it's not like a New York or anything. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm pumped. You know, it's not like when they go to Vegas and they're robbing, they got all this stuff. And it's not like Ocean's Eleven's crew where they're super sophisticated. They kind of, like, stumble their way through this heist is what it looks like. But at the same time, it looks like there's going to be some clever stuff that takes place here. So, Logan Lucky, do you know when that drops? I didn't even check. Because I think uh, it's I coming think out this September. year. Yeah, yeah September, I think. So if you haven't checked that out, go check out Logan Lucky, uh, that, that trailer out. It looks good. The cast, they got a really good cast. And speaking of Daniel Craig and Daniel Craig being awesome, we'll go ahead and drop this little bit of news. Britton just told me right, right before we aired, and that is that Daniel Craig has decided to join on for the next James Bond. So you, you saw this. Like, Is there any more information you can tell on the fact that he signed on for like, more than one or just the next one? So, yeah, he's only – he's I mean, he's still under contract for one more. So that was always the kind of thing where I think he, he still had a deal for one more, I think. Oh, okay. Just, I thought he was done and, like, he wanted, like, a crazy amount of money to do one more. I think he still was trying to negotiate to get more money out of it, I think. Um, there's, there's a report from the Mirror, but if I click on – so I'm on, I'm on the, uh, the Daily Mail. Okay. But if you click on the actual link for that the, – they're linking out to the actual article – from the previous site, the mirror, it doesn't go to anything. But it's a, according to the mirror, Bond producer uh, Barbara Broccoli is the thought to have secured the 49-year-old actor for the next 007 movie alongside singer Adele for another iconic theme tune. Um, okay. Paper reports that while it has taken some time, Barbara has managed to talk Craig Round into filming as the famous spy once again, despite previously claiming he would not return on the role. Okay. See, I knew he didn't want to come back. Didn't realize he was still on a contract to do one more. I knew he expressed how much he either hated the character or hate working with something. He was not happy with whatever he was tired of doing it. I'm not sure if that was a It was more that from everything I took, if you actually read, you know, some of his comments and some of the stuff, a lot of it was blown out of proportion on, gotcha. on the internet. Yeah. I think I mean he Typical. he did say I'd rather split my wrist than come back for a Bond film, but he would he just got done filming Spectre. And it was more that and he clarified those statements later. He's like, yeah, I just got – it was like running a marathon and asking a marathon runner, do you yeah. want to run a marathon again? And <laughs> after a marathon – after I'm running – after I'm done running, so he's like, no, I don't want to run a marathon again. Are you crazy? So, right. yeah, that, that, that's more what he was saying. Okay. You know, I don't want to do it now. No. Um, that, makes, that makes sense. I mean, like, it is a job, right? He just got yeah. done working. Same thing. I've done really hard hikes. You know, I like hiking and camping. I've done one that was three days. 30-something miles, 8,000 elevation gain all the way. By the time I was done with that, I was like, I don't want to hike again the rest of my life. I hate it. Yeah. Obviously, that's not true. Love hiking. I can't wait to go back. So if that was the you know, the way it was said, I get it. But he is coming down for at least one more. Hopefully, this next one will be really good. I mean, I haven't, yeah. you know, you know how they're going to hit or miss, depending on who you ask. Yeah, and I I like Spectre more than most people did. I thought it was still a good, decent. I I didn't like some. I didn't like the reveal in it and the the twist that it took with with Blofeld or. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that necessarily, but I thought it was a a solid kind of a, like an homage old school Bond film, kind of like Back to the Fifties with 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 Connery Bond more than some of the other ones. So I kind of liked it for that aspect. Uh, but you know, I mean. Uh, uh, Casino Royale is one of the best Bond films ever, if not the best. Uh, so is Skyfall. I love both of those movies. Skyfall so. was the one that's up there for me. I, I 
I love Skyfall. I don't know what I don't know what it is about. I don't know if the villain. I really like the villain. There was just a lot about Skyfall that I enjoy. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember watching it, thinking, "Man, this is just great, complete, um, good Bond film." So he's coming back. I'll be honest; I could have taken it or leaving it. Yep. You know, if he's coming back, great. I'm excited. I like him as Bond as long as he keeps doing what he's been doing. They got a good script. I know he can produce a really good Bond film. So I'm fine with that. If he didn't want to come back and they got somebody else, I would have not have been like upset about it. Whoever they got probably would have been great. Yep. So. That's that. He's coming back for Bond. Moving on. I want to talk about um, Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And the City of a Thousand Planets, I think is what the name of it is. When I first saw this, I didn't know what to think. When I first saw the trailer for it, I didn't know what to think. I was like, well, that's interesting. It could be good. Don't know if it's my type of film or not. Like a little too out there. But then when I saw the fifth element, the guy who did the fifth element, I was like, I, I think I want to watch this. <laughs> because I like the fifth element a lot. Now, I don't know, fifth element I watched so long ago when I was a kid, and for those of you who know, man, your movie tastes change as you get older. You appreciate more of the art side of it and what's good and what's not good, and I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing or it was actually good. I just watched them when a kid, and I like the fifth element. I love the fifth element. I've seen it so many times before. I, I can't sit here and say this film is complete, it's great, because it's corny, it's crazy, it's got a lot of mess in it, but I enjoy the fifth element a lot, and so it's possible that I will enjoy Valyrian in, in the City of a Thousand Planets. What are your, so, what's your take on Valyrian? I, I've, always, I've been intrigued a bit since I first seen the initial trailer. I'm like, I've been mm-hmm. intrigued, especially, you know, Luke... Like maybe say Luke Besson directed the fifth, fifth Element. I think he initially directed the Fifth Element with this comic in mind because this is an old. This is based off an old okay. like sixties or fifties comic, and I think he didn't didn't have the rights for it when he made Fifth Element. And I think he based from what I, I reading around a little bit. It sounds like he kind of based a bunch of Fifth Fifth Element stuff on this comic even back then. So and I'm excited for it. I I enjoy Fifth Element too. It, I don't know. It's I mean. There's some well, weird, way over the stop stuff, but man, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Gary Oldman as the villain in that is fantastic. I mm-hmm. I enjoy that movie. So that for that fact, yeah, I'm I'm kind of in it. They had in the eye theater when I when I went to see Spider Man, they had they played the first five minutes of Valerian in the theater I was at. They, so I they the, played the first five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, tell us about. So it it's kind of started off not to get too much they didn't really spoil anything but it kind of gave the kind of like the prologue basically for the movie and like it starts out like they're on the international space station and mm-hmm. it kind of the international space station slowly grows and grows and grows and grows into a city outside of earth and then we start oh. meeting like all the people of earth start slowly start sending uh people up to the the space station and it grows and then we start getting aliens and then like the inter- introduction of aliens come so you get that's where the thousand species come from. It's the city because it's got it's like a melting pot of the galaxy yep. in and the space so, station. Okay. At the end of the little thing or the little spot, it like we the it was getting right. The city was getting too big in Earth's atmosphere, so they push it away, and it goes like basically on a little mission or on a like out into deep space to go okay. more people. So that that was it was a cool little. I mean, it definitely got me intrigued. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm oh, I'm right, on board. Right. Wanted, I'm, so I'm that's kind of the, that's the build-up for it. And then, of, of course, the synopsis is like some kind of foe comes to attack this city. 
and they send these special agents, which is Dane DeHaan and um, I can't call the girl's name off the top of my I looked it yeah, up she, briefly, but yeah, anyway, they send the, the two special agents to go yeah. and protect the city and also the world because, you know, it's always the world, man, or the universe and this, not the world and the universe, galaxy or whatever. So I, I'm down for the concept, down for the director. I don't mind, like, super sci-fi stuff as long as it just it's not crazy for crazy's sake and it all goes with the story. I'm probably definitely going to give it a shot. Haven't heard a lot of people. You said that the buzz initially, they've done early screenings already, which is normally a good sign that they're already screening it. No reviews have come out, but the buzz overall is genuinely positive. Is that correct? That's what I've, that's what I've kind of heard around. I haven't okay. seen any back studies, tweets or anything, but I, from a couple different sites I've seen that the initial positive, the initial buzz for it is fairly positive from everything I'm hearing. So, All right. you know, that Dunkirk comes out the same weekend as that. Um, I've I've got tickets for Friday night for Dunkirk and Sunday for Valerian's that weekend, so I'm going to go see both. <laughs> Do you think um, I didn't I didn't realize they were coming out because they I'd seen something about maybe Dunkirk not opening up that that high. Yeah, you know it's not predicted that high, but that kind of makes sense because that's a that would split the audience a little bit, and like Valerian might appeal to more people who just want to go for a movie experience versus a more of a historic. Yeah. you know, war-type film. So that makes that makes more sense now. So, man, we got some good stuff coming up, man, because that's, that's July 21st. That's coming out. We've got War of the Planet of the Eight, which is coming out next weekend. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the same type of hype around that, but that's probably just because Spider-Man just dropped and everybody's talking about that, and they're going to continue to talk about that. I hope that doesn't hurt the box office too much for War of Planet of the Apes because War of the Planet of the Apes is probably going to be phenomenal. I mean, yeah, the I mean, last one was every single one of them has been good, so I'm excited about that too. That's coming up this, like I said, it's coming up weekend. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody, all the positive, all the buzz from that is great too. So I mean, there's a ton of reviews for that out. All right, I think it's at 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, damn. Um, uh, or 92. So it's got it's, it's come down there. a little bit. 61 reviews uh, fresh, five rotten, zero uh, rotten reviews for for top critics. So I've I've heard a lot a bunch of people say it's one of the best films of the year. So it's really and it, good, and, it, and that it's nearly. Uh, I heard a couple of people say it's not quite as good as the second one, but it's still amazing and better than the first. Um, a lot of people say it's better than the second one that I've seen. So and say that it completes the trilogy. So I mean, everybody's. I mean, the buzz it's, for it's phenomenal. It's different, but all of them are good, and that just depends on how you hold those. Because that that was my same sentiments on John Wick one versus two. If somebody said they like John Wick 2 better, I was like, ah, not going to argue. If they said they like one better, ah, not going to argue because for me, they're both tick for tack, and you can see how elements from each one might draw to somebody else. So I'm like, very excited to see War, Planet of the Apes. Can't, I, I, I can't wait for that because I want a good movie. The last one set my emotions all over. There were moments where I was laughing. I was sad. I had chills because I was like, yo, he's so bugged. Like, there was just an array of emotions and thoughts that went into that that had me all over the place. And so any movie that can invoke those type of emotions from me is good. And, and left me not knowing. Like, you just you didn't know exactly what was going to happen or where, you know, if somebody was going to live or die or not. So that was um, good, and I'm, I'm assuming this will be able to do the exact same thing. Let's see, was there anything else we want to talk about? I guess not. We'll wrap up with kind of our, our little question here at the end, and that is superhero of the summer. I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go, which is what's better, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 
Wonder Woman or Spider-Man Homecoming, because those are our summer superheroes this year. What's your pick? So my top pick is going to be Spider-Man. I think it was the most complete film. Uh, now, that's not to say that all three of them were really good movies. They're not bad. Mm-hmm. None of them are bad movies at all. So it's, right. it's, Wonder Woman would just come right in under it, because I think Wonder Woman, except for the, the ending, the, the little CGI fest of the ending and the, the villains being a little too weak, I thought Wonder Woman was fantastic. Great movie. Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought it was just there was too much going on. But still, fun time. I can't wait to buy it, watch it again. So, I mean, I'm going to definitely – I mean, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as well. So, they've all three been great this summer. Uh, bring on bring on Thor Ragnarok for, for November. You know, let's get, get the other one started off for – And what else we have? We got Justice League. We got Justice League. Are they pushing yep. that or not? No, it'll be December. I think it'll still it's going to hit its December date. I think. Okay, I just I know they were doing a lot of reshoots with things was going on with that. For me, I think I'm gonna have to go Wonder Woman. I think I might actually. And guys, for y'all don't know, I'm a Marvel fanboy. Like I always gravitate towards Marvel films as far as what I like better and a more fun time in the movies. But I might have to go Wonder Woman for this one, and it, and I think it just comes down to there were moments in it that just actually gave me chill. Like, I was anticipating something. Like, I was like, I couldn't wait to see what she could do or what was going to happen. And then you you kind of had that scene in No Man's Land. It just gave me chills. Like, I just couldn't wait for it, and I was excited. So that's that emotion thing I was talking about. But I agree with you as far as a completeness of the film. Yeah, I could see where Spider-Man would take it on that. But as far as me just sitting back and enjoying and something that I almost couldn't wait to go back and watch again, Wonder Woman did it for me this summer. Um, Guardians had a good time with Guardians. I don't really have complaints about Guardians. It's not as good as the first. There's not even a debate for me on that. Like if somebody says, oh, I like number two way better, I'm like, did you really? Did you? You want to go back and try that again? But uh, with Wonder Woman, I was, man, I was blown away. I was shocked. I had doubts kind of going in. I wasn't sure I was going to do. And, like, yeah, that one did it for me. And then Spider-Man Homecoming right under it because it was good. But like I said, it lacked that one element that I was looking for. So anyway, guys, that's that's our breakdown. That's the Movie Fan uh, Movie Fan Podcast Episode Five. For those of you listening on Anchor, hey man, like you know, like the station, our station, call in, let us know what you think about any of these topics that we talked about, and um, we're going to put this down on Facebook. I mean, it's on Facebook now. I mean, we're going to put it on YouTube. It's going to be an Apple Podcast. So hey, just get back with us. This is Episode Five. So if you're on Anchor. And you're wanting to see or watch any of the other ones, I guess, listen to, not see. If you want to listen to the other ones, they're on our Facebook. They're kind of, I guess you can call them archives when we was just trying to figure out how we was going to do this and our first five episodes. They're on Facebook on our page. That's at facebook.com forward slash Comfire Crew. So you can go there and check that out. But from here on out on Anchor, we're just pretty much going to start at five. And this is going to be supposed to be bi-weekly. But we got so many good movies coming out. We're going to shoot again next weekend. Um, and we'll just kind of go. It either be every weekend or biweekly. So we're going to be doing this again on Sunday for that podcast to go live. Listen to what you think, man. Comment, call in, whatever. Britain, if you're on Anchor, Britain, um, plug your Anchor station real quick because you have an Anchor station that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, my, my Anchor station's movie reviews, uh, movie reviews and news. Okay. Is that the, is that the handle? So it's anchor.fm forward slash. Movie reviews and news, yep. Okay, and um, go check Britton out on there. I'm sure he will call into my station if, if you see it on here. And 
Um, check that out. But anyway, guys, thanks. That's what we got for today. Good time to be a movie fan. Lots of good stuff happening and coming on out in the future. But until next time, guys, we're out.